everybody up. Hi, and welcome to the Life with Coach podcast. I'm Heather Shar, and I'm here with Melody Owens and Honor Garrett. We are so glad you want to listen to our podcast. And today we're going to talk about things we did or that we do to get ready for the game the week before. Uh, my life, it was much different for me when I had little kids. I had to plan ahead and make sure, you know, everything was in order and everything was clean and uh, my bag was packed and I couldn't wait till the time before, you know, the few hours before we left for the game. So I really prepared, not so much when the kids were um, bigger, they kind of packed their own bags and everything. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, I first was going to let you know, as of right now in Jacksonville, Texas, we are having a football season. We're 5A. We're playing at the end of September. I'm starting at the end of September. And so far, so good. My husband's at practice right now. They could practice for an hour or so after school. So he'll be home soon after a meeting. And um, I'm looking forward. I want to be back in the stands. I know everybody does and everybody isn't going to play, but Right now, we're still very hopeful. So, um, Melody, what's going on with you? Well, hey, guys, I'm Melody, and I actually have my six-year-old daughter, Harper, here with me. Um, I'm still at work, and my husband is on a scouting trip, so guess where Harper is? She's at work with me, because <laughs> that's what we do as single moms during football season. Um, let me share with you a little bit about what I did when Harper was a baby, and then kind of what we do now, because... Um, it's, cha it's changed, obviously, in the last few years. We are having a season. Uh, like I said, my husband's scouting tonight. Uh, my nephew had a scrimmage last Thursday, or Friday. It was last Friday in, in Cabot, and we're in Arkansas. And then uh, we're going to have a scrimmage Thursday as well in Little Rock. So we're still having football as of this week. It's a week-by-week -week basis, of course. Um, so... We, as when Harper was a baby, I was breastfeeding. And so I had little bags of frozen milk and hot <laughs> in Arkansas. And so what I would do, it's kind of clever, I think, but what I would do is I take um, two extra bags of frozen breast milk and they would defrost while I was sitting at the game. And so they'd be nice and ready for her to consume while we were there. I would also make sure to tell you new moms to have at least two changes of clothes because I will assure you they will poop and pee and throw up on whatever you bring them that's cute, your little game day outfit. Just put that in the bag for halftime or after the game when you take pictures because it's not going to look pretty from the first quarter <laughs> to the fourth quarter. So, um, and then also always have, I would say, your blankets um, in the winter time, because you can layer those and then some, some outerwear, you never know what's going to rain. So stick an umbrella in your bag or a poncho or something. And then I want to tell you too, don't ever feel bad about leaving early. There's sometimes you just cannot make it to the end of the game. Everybody's going to understand there. You can't sometimes make it through a church service, let alone a three hour game. So you, it's okay to leave. It's okay to go to the car have a little break. If you need to go home, go home. And if you want to come back to the game, please don't make your, don't make your children suffer or yourself, your sanity suffer by 
sticking it out trying to be mom of the year and coach's wife of the year. Just, you have to pick one and be mom of the year, okay? Yeah, just be yourself. <laughs> just be yourself is what Harper says. <laughs> Absolutely. So, right now, so Harper, when we go to the games now, we take a backpack for Harper and she puts in there lots of toys that she likes to play with. Um, we smuggle in snacks because we're cheap and we don't want to leave the bleachers to go to the concession stand seven times. Yeah, because of COVID. Well, and that too. Concession stands, who know if they're going to be open, right? So we're going to probably bring our own thermoses with cold water for sure. And um, another tip for you Southern coaches' wives, if you freeze a bottle of water, again, by the time you mm -hmm. sit out in the bleachers, it's going to stay nice and cold. And um, you're going to have your refreshing drink <laughs> for sure. What else do you like to bring in the games, Harper? What else um, do you like to do in the stands? Besides I, watch the game. <laughs> I like to watch your phone and yes. watch creative stuff. Oh, that's YouTube. another good tip. If you have a portable phone charger, please, please take that and stuff it in your backpack. So your kids who are watching YouTube or you're taking multiple pictures in the game, if you have a portable phone charger, you know, those little USB, they hook in there and they mm -hmm. uh, quick charge your phone. If you throw that in your bag, you're going to love yourself for that because it is true. She likes to... She gets bored, you know, and so she likes to watch the phone a little bit during the game or even if you're taking a lot of pictures or maybe you're going to go live for some families at home that can't be there. It's always good to have a backup. What else do you like to do during the games, Harper? What kind of toys do you like to put in your bag? My blanket. Yes, a blanket. We talked about that. And then what kind of games do you like to play in the bleachers? Um, well, I never got... Well, I never thought of this game, but now I will. I from now on, I want to play the yes and no game. Well, the yes and no game. Yeah, it's very tricky, and you can't say yes or no. So that's a fun game to play in the bleachers. I said yes or no. She just said it, but luckily we're we aren't playing right now. But yeah. coloring books are good because I can sit mm -hmm. on the and have a little desk. Um, uh, their favorite stuffed animal is good to bring, but just make sure you don't lose it. Always have a a good handle on where it's at. Um, what else would you say to bring to the game? I don't know. Snacks and water are the main things. I know. What? Barbies. Mm, yes, Barbies. Uh -huh. For sure. So anyway, that's what we currently bring now and what we did when she was a baby. And I'm going to pass it on over to Honor and she can tell you some good tips for surviving game day. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I have four grown children. So I've been from the baby stage all the way up, all the way. And um, the one thing that I'm so grateful for is all of my kids love football. I have three grown daughters and a grown son, and they all know so much about football and they love it. And so it's really been a galvanizing thing for our family. So, so thankful for that. But on game days, so We've been in the NFL, we've been in college, and um, before I met my husband, he had been in um, high school some too. So I would say when we, the kids were really, really young, like super young, I actually needed a break. And when they were too young to really know what football was, um, it, if I could get a babysitter, it was literally my one break of the week just to go and enjoy. And, you know, you feel guilty, but when they were that small, like once they get to a certain age, there's no way I would not take them to a game. Like that is like our life and they love it. 
So, but when I, when I was a young mom and just so exhausted, it was my time to go to the game. I didn't even bring my baby. <laughs> I was like, I had a babysitter. But then when they get a little bit older, like you said, coloring books are amazing just to give people things to do. And sometimes um, when I had a lot of kids, I would actually bring a neighborhood babysitter that would mm. just come with me. And that at least they could help me because if somebody wanted to go to the bathroom or wanted to go to the, you know, get concessions, I didn't have to take everybody, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's the big, and usually you've got friends there anyway. So you can ask a neighbor that you trust or a friend that's already, or another coach's wife that's already there. But I would say, you know, really um, take advantage of, and just don't be just too prideful to you have help. Because um, when my kids got a little bit older, um, they had all these sports. And so one had a lacrosse game and one had a softball game and one had soccer and whatever. And my husband had a game. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who do I choose? <laughs> well, most of the times I would choose to do my kids sports because they're only young once and they're only going to be there. So I would do that, but I would feel so guilty about not going to my husband's game. But he was so great because he'd say, listen, go to their game. And if you have time, come to mine. Or what I would do is the kids knew and they wanted me to be able to go to dad's game, right? Like, so they would tell me the games they really wanted me to be at. And then I had friends that on those, my kids teams and those parents were so gracious and like, we've got your kid, you know, and they would take pictures and send me updates during the game. When I was at my husband's game, they would send me stuff of my kids. Mm -hmm. So I think when you have four kids, you realize that you're never going to be able to go to all four games at once or five. So you get really used to knowing and your kids get used to knowing that mom can't be there for every single one, even though I wish I was. I always had a good friend who was there updating me so I could talk to my kids and tell them, oh, I heard you did this and you did that. So it wasn't like I wasn't being there. And then another, um, you said the ice water bottle is great. Um, that or either stainless steel bottle. So I take stainless steel bottles everywhere because I can be in 110 degrees and I, even in my Bikram yoga classes, they stay cold forever. And then it's healthier that way too, because the heat's not, you know, the plastic's not leaching um, yeah. into it, but it wouldn't if it was frozen. And then yeah. um, pajamas, if it's a late game, because sometimes we would have really late games, um, especially when we were in the NFL, it would be like, a really late game and they wouldn't get home until midnight. So I would bring pajamas and they would have their pajamas on and be ready, fall asleep on the way home. And that's what we would do. Mm -hmm. No, that's what we did to honor. I've always brought it to, even now I will bring pajamas for Harper just because she's still six, you know, and I just put them on her in the car because you're right. It's, it's one less thing to do and they're already asleep and you can just stick them in the bed and you're done. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you guys able to just bring any bag into your games? Because well, in Texas, we are because we're just a high school and that you can bring anything in there really. Texas I mean, we, high school games have changed to clear bags. I bet it would be clear. Yeah. So I couldn't smuggle my little snacks. <laughs> now, you know what I did though? And this is probably, I mean, not nice, but I didn't take a lot of snacks, but I would get a makeup bag 
that I stood, put down in there and then I'd put my snacks inside that makeup bag and they don't, they're not allowed to look, you know, get inside your stuff and look, even Cowboy Stadium, you know, AT&T isn't allowed to, they just are allowed to look in there. So I would always do that, put a few snacks. And now it's just Lily and I in the stands. So, and Heath has been on the field with Paul for, since he was in second grade. And now he, I guess he sits in the stands, but he doesn't sit with me. So, um, but I would do that and sneak those snacks in. Yes. Well, I'm going to add one more thing about um, getting your family into the stands and into the bleachers too, because um, now in Arkansas, I don't know if where you guys are like this too, but you have to have a ticket to get in um, and they're only allowing each kid two tickets. So I think at one of the schools that we know of, coaches' wives aren't even allowed to go because they don't have enough room. Now at my husband's school, they do have enough room. So we can go, Harper and I can go, but say the school where we live, we, they, the coaches' wives aren't allowed to go. So it kind of takes that out of the equation, which is super sad, but. Um, they wanted to make sure that the parents of the kids were able to go, but so I don't know. I mean, I guess that's one thing to check on too, wherever you're at, if you, is if you can even go to the game. Yeah, we'll know as it gets closer, I think they'll let us know, because we've been told the stands aren't going to, you know, it's not going to be full capacity either. So there may be games that we have to pick and choose, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I'd rather a parent go to a game than me just go to watch I mean my husband's not even on the field anymore he's up in the box so you know but I just love football <laughs> so well, well you know like for us at, at different places that we've been um it's different I mean like if we're at one school it was really strict but you can get in and yes I always would sneak my I would sneak my tea in you know because <laughs> I love like this tea and I was didn't want a carbonated drink and stuff like that but um so I have snuck my fair share of things in but um right now where we are i drop i drop my husband off for the game at the school or either mm -hmm. he walks because we're only a few blocks away and then that way all of the coaches wives we have our husband's parking spots right by the facility right under the scoreboard so we're wow. actually already in the stadium when we park so we really don't have to use our ticket but if we go up and we tailgate with some people and all that, then we need our ticket to get back in because yeah, because yeah. we go we're going out to come back in. But um, I really don't even need a ticket because of that. Mm -hmm. Get to like go right kind of behind. So that's and it's nice. super nice. We used to do that at our old school. Coaches' wives would have their husbands' parking places, so we'd always have a place and all that stuff. But they haven't done that down here. But it was super nice when we had that option. And it's where we tailgate. And it's so fun because we tailgate under the scoreboard. We'll go up and sit in the stands. But if we want to just sit out on the grassy area on the corner of the end zone and watch the whole game, like we're right by the like football facility building and mm. scoreboard. So we're sometimes we just set up a nice, you know, tailgate and and have our little folding chairs. And sometimes we'll just watch there because the kids can run around and you know, it's a lot of fun for the young family. Mm -hmm. One of the schools that we were at, the stadium wasn't very big when Paul was coaching. It was Flower Mound High School. And um, we would all have to cram in the stands. And the kids were little, like two and five. And we would all sit there. And Lily one time had her crayons in a box, like a pencil box. 
and she opened them and they went everywhere all over everybody and I just sat there and and Lily was crying because her crayons were gone and people were nice but some of them weren't as nice they were I wouldn't want to get pelted with a crayon either but I was trying to like I'm smushed into this stadium and so I finally asked our head coach at the time there's a nice little grassy knoll over by the indoor stadium and I was like can I just sit over there I'll and the kids were locked in and every that was the best season when the kids were little because Aaron Wozrick and I and she hopefully will be listening to this podcast podcast PJ and Heath and Lily would sit over there. I'd bring a wagon with all my stuff and we would go through the, the, you know, field house and then just sit. It was the best season. It was, those were two, we did that for two seasons. That was great. But if you don't, you know, have the room and you have to sit in the stands, I'd rather sit with coaches wives and, and Carol Cross, they, you know, she'll be listening to, she sat over there with us. But now speaking of like things we do at games, does anybody get together before the game? Did you ever, were you ever at a school that you got together with the coaches' wives like and had dinner before the game and went or after the game and went? We always do tailgates. So that would just be- Even at away games? Because we're, yeah. Okay. Because the, because in college they have their kind of alumni group that always has some kind of thing. And so they let us come to it. But when we're home, just the coaches' wives, we'll just, we all make our favorite dish and mm. we just have enough food to go around and everybody just, you know, picks and, um, and everybody kind of ends up with their favorite. They're like, Oh, you know, Mrs. Garrett is going to bring her brownies <laughs> and, you know, and you know, someone else is going to bring their, the wings or the, their sauce, famous salsa. And so, you know, you kind of knew what everybody was going to bring, but that's the, to me, this was always the best part. And tailgating is so great because sometimes after the game, especially if you don't win. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Guys just want to go home. Yeah. They just, they just want to get out of there. <laughs> what about yeah. you? We were at a school. Yeah. Melody, what do you do before the games? Um, well, anything? we don't do, no, we don't do anything before the games. And every school that we've been at the high school level, they've done something after the games um, for the home games for just the coaches and the families. Um, and then depending on who the head coach is, sometimes it's just the coaches and the wives bring food and then we leave. <laughs> um, it just depends on what, who the head coach is and if they have a family or not. Cause some head coaches don't have family. So they're not really, they don't understand that it's important for the rest of us to see their family and be, you know what I mean? So there's been times where a different head coach will come in and, you know, we're all used to hanging out at the field house after the game um, to be with our husbands and eat and then we leave and then you know, a new coach will come in and it's not really accepted. And so we would bring food and then we would have to leave um, because we weren't really, I guess you would say wanted. Um, mm. So, but you know, honestly, I, I would love, it would be nice to do something before the game, but most, most of the coaches families that I've been a part of it, it maybe one or two of us wives would go have dinner before an away game. If it was somewhere nice, like we would, you know, like a big city where you go out to eat before the game. But as far as a group, um, a group activity, usually just after the game. So. Okay. How about you? So, oh, we've been at seven different schools. So it's all been different. Like 
when we were at Brewer and Paul was the head coach, I lived in town, but a lot of other people didn't live in town. They didn't even live, you know, somewhere 20, 30 minutes away because we were in the Metroplex. And I would always invite people over. And some weeks, some people would come and it would be, you know, different every time. So we did that. And um, where we're at now, a lot of the people, everybody works. I mean, there's a few of us that don't, but most people work. And so they're coming to the games and people, a lot of us live here, but no one, I don't know. I think it just depends on maybe, Hey, you know what? Maybe they get together and they just don't invite us because we're older. <laughs> I just had that thought. And Paul's always said that too. Heather, I think they probably get together. They just don't invite, you know, I said, this is the best time for us to come. We don't have any kids to bring. We don't have to worry about them. They can stay home by themselves, but no, I, a lot of people here, a lot of the coaches here have little kids and they're tired and they go home and, you know, so no, we do, haven't done anything in the last three years here. So it's changed a little bit, but. And it's a little different because for us, it's Saturday games. Mm, yes. So, I mean, that's why we tailgate. If it was Friday night, I, I don't know that we would, that anyone would get together because everybody works. So I mm. totally get that. Yeah. To do. Yeah. So to any, okay. So, um, with all this podcast starting and the life with coach Facebook group and the website, I put out there in the Facebook group for people to send us topics. And that's where I got this topic today. But one of the other thing that kind of goes along with this, that we could also talk on is do your, um, coaches, wives get together? Do you do anything? I've had four or five people submit topics on, um, what do you do when you get together? Do you get together? You know, so does anybody want to touch on that? Do you have coaches, wives that get together on a Saturday or whatever? Well, I can talk on that because I've been with so many different teams and, it usually um, depends on the head coach, head coach's wife. And some places I've been, it's just phenomenal. Like, I, I can't even tell you. They've been mentors. They have get-togethers. Um, you know, one of the best head coach's wife that I've ever had in my life is Lori Phillips. And it mm. didn't matter if you were having a... I mean, and this was in the NFL, if you were having a Tupperware party, if you were selling used clothes or garage sale, or you were going to, you know, someplace really nice, she would be there no matter what to show her support. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. And she would have dinner. Nice. And it was, it was crazy. Awesome. And it's interesting because now that I'm in the role of a head coach's wife, at first, like I did, I would get people together and we would go to like the wine exchange or we would go do like a craft together or whatever. But I've noticed it's, it's a really play on, do they really want to go? Or are they just going because they feel like they have to, mm -hmm. but then usually they're glad they did because now they know each other better and we, you know, but everybody, most people are working and to, or they have kids. And so it's so hard to get away. And so um, I've actually, since this year, when we kind of got new staff members and stuff like that, I just had a Zoom because not everybody mm. lives here because yeah. some people are coming in from New York because one of the coach's wives um, is, an, is an OBGYN 
in New York City, in Brooklyn, and her husband has to commute an hour here every day. Mm-hmm. Well, she's not going to come in. Like, she's yeah. a baby and she's an OBGYN. And like, so sometimes I'll just have Zooms just to say, hey, what's up? And then we try to do community service things, like, you know, maybe serve at um, a soup kitchen or something like that. But that's usually like once or twice a year. It's not something we do all the time. I don't know. What about you guys? Have y'all done anything with wives? Um, I think you're right, Honor. It really depends on the head coach, the head coach's wife and um, and their experience too, because you have some head coach's wives that haven't ever been a head coach's wife or haven't ever been anywhere else. And so they don't really know, or maybe that's not their personality, you know? And yeah. so I feel like also too, there's always that um, unofficial leader, even if you're not the head coach's wife, that's kind of like the ring the, the coach's wife, mom, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the one that's kind of taking everybody under the wing and saying, okay, we all sit here and we all do this and we all do that. And here's, here's the directions to this stadium. And so you've always got that one leader, even if it's not the head coach's wife um, and it, it can change by the staff, you know, um, right. but as far as getting together with the other wives, um, you know, I find that they some staffs will just naturally segment into um, demographic groups. So you do have the older wives or the younger wives or the ones with kids or the ones without kids or the ones, you know, you just have that natural tendency to find people like you and they're in similar chapters of life as you. And so um, I've never had, I've never been a part of a staff in 15 years that all the wives, all of them get together, just the wives. Now we've had couple events or family events, but nothing that's just the wives ever. Now I've, I've been really close to a couple of head coaches wives and we would do things together or we would be the two wives that would travel to a game or two or three wives that would travel to a game out of the whole staff. But I've never experienced the joy of having a cohesive one mm. group. And I, I would love that. That would be fabulous, but I haven't been honored to have that experience yet. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question because after listening to y'all, there was someone that um, submitted in and she wanted to know, she's at a school where they, they have a lot of girlfriends, not wives. And she was wanting to know from us, what would you do to make friends there? She's moved in, newly married, and she, you know, there is no head coach's wife. There isn't one, but there's all girlfriends. And so my recommendation to her was email, try to find them, find them at games. You know, she, and she's like, I'm not afraid to go meet anybody, but is that like, are you allowed to do that? She's new. She's only been a coach's wife for two years and this is her second school. So have you ever moved in to a new place and like not, and I don't want to say not being welcomed in because I don't want to make anybody that's been anywhere feel bad, but because people are busy, totally understand that. But what would you do? Cause I know she's going to be listening. I told her I was going to be talking about this tonight. <laughs> so. Well, I, I have something to say on that. Well, first okay. of all, that is a little bit of tr- tricky because they all are girlfriends, but you, you know, even what I had to do when I've gotten to places before is either I go to the facility or, go to the field house or whatever and 
either have my husband ask or I would go and go, Hey guys, I know you all have girlfriends. I want all of us to get together and support each other. Would you be willing for me to get all of your girlfriends or wives, whatever, um, number. So, or, or, you know, contact information. So I could, we could have like a group text so we could help each other before the game or what, whatever that is, or maybe we could go get a cup of coffee and there. Of course, well, you only want the numbers of the guys who have girlfriends. They say, yes. Yeah. Because you know, they're serious about them. Yeah. But there's some girlfriends that they would prefer you not to, cause they're not serious with them. So mm -hmm. you kind of know, like on our staff now, we have so many girlfriends. Um, and, and I'm like just an old person. <laughs> um, but I know that those girlfriends are about to be proposed. Like I know they're legit and they're going to go on my list and I'm inviting them to everything. And even some that weren't, I just feel like you're never going to miss out by inviting somebody. Mm -hmm. You never yeah. want to let somebody out. Well, and I mean, that's what I told her. I said, all you have to do is find one. Just mm -hmm. if you sit, cause she was saying she sits at the games last year by herself. She hasn't talked to anyone. It's been very lonely. And I said, well, you need to just find one. Find, go to the field house afterwards and just one. And then, you know, start meeting others. Yeah. And don't be afraid. Like, don't be afraid of a, a head coach's wife ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, ever. Because I've been in some places and I've gotten to know some of the head coach's wives. Like you said, Melody, you've gotten to know them. And sometimes there seems to be like this peck, they think there's this pecking order. There's no pecking order. We're all just people. Like, we're yeah. just people. And if you have something in common, what a travesty that would be that you didn't get to know them because you thought, oh, well, they're the head coach's wife. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, we're all people, we're all in the same boat. We're all have such similar lives in the, in, in the challenges we have. I mean, that's what we're here for each other. So yeah. um, it may be that I was always willing to help. I used to babysit. Yeah. yeah. I used to babysit the people's kids because so they were teachers and they'd have to go to bus driving or, you know, in service or whatever. And they'd be so upset. And Paul would be like, oh, well, Heather will babysit. Heather will walk. And they'd be like, oh, no, I don't want to ask. I'm like, I'll babysit. You got, I, you know, I did the same thing. I agree with that, Honor. How about you, Melody? I think that's a great tip, Honor, that you had about just at you asking for the number because I, what I've found um, is that men are terrible communicators when they disseminate information that has anything to do with socializing, okay? And so what you're going to have to do, my friend and sister who is asking this question, is do exactly what Honor said to do and march your cute booty in there and say, Hey fellow, I need your girlfriend's number. Cause I think I would love to be friends with her and get together. No pressure. Just, I want to be there for her. And if she has any questions, I want her to feel comfortable so she can support you and, and just make it real, real natural. But you are going to have to go and probably physically show up and ask for those numbers because more than likely your new husband is overwhelmed and he's going to forget to ask. Or if he does ask, he's not going to get a good response because his friends are going to make fun of him because that's what boys do. And so you're just needing yeah. to go in there and ask for the numbers yourself or find them on, or you could be the crazy stalker girl. Like I would probably do too and find them on Facebook <laughs> and send them a friend request. I mean, 
if you just what would you do? Yeah. yeah, what would you do in real life if you are interested in meeting people? You can go to Facebook and probably find them or Instagram or whatever, and shoot them a follow, shoot them a direct message, and 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 engage with them there. And you can take out the boys altogether. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it that way. So um, I encourage you to to stalk people on social media. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a good idea. All right. Well, we touched on a lot of stuff tonight and or today during the podcast. I keep saying tonight, but today on the podcast. And I hope that our stories and experiences have helped everyone. Um, there will be another podcast next week, and we hope you will join us and listen. So until next time. Bye. Bye.